Please do come in. You are most graciously welcome to Tens on Tens, a girl talk comedy podcast in which two tens make top ten lists about whatever they choose and shoot the shit, as it were. So procure the libation of your choice and, pardon my candor, sit down, shut up, and listen. Here are your hosts, the debutantes of debauchery, the queens of crass, the mistresses of muckrockery, Emma and Lo. Hi, Tens. Welcome back. Um, so it is your girl, and I know that we, like, dropped off the planet for a little bit there. Um, trust, it was not purposeful. I just decided to freak out because Lauren moved, um, <laughs> and that's really exciting and fun for her. She got a new boyfriend, and he's wonderful, so we're very happy, but we're kind of just, like, figuring out, you know, how to record and stuff. So what I was going to do in the meantime while I am also suffering a slight manic episode, um, I thought it'd be fun to have our our what is essentially our intern on the show. <laughs> um, so we've talked about her so much, but um, now you guys can finally meet Megan, my Meggie. Hello. Longtime friends of the pod um, will know me as yeah. the list checker and also potentially maybe as Emma's only Libra friend. So happy to be here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have two Libra friends, actually. Um, and you guys are both very, um, well, unless you count your I'm sorry, your are they me too. and my fiance? Yeah. <laughs> no, um, it's um, it's you, your fiance, and um, my other friend's husband, and he's very cool. But every time I'm like, Libras suck. You guys are very chill about it, so I appreciate. It. Yeah, it's um, not really in. It's not really in the nature of Libras to get heated about it. So. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. So, um, Megan was. I've I've been wanting to have you on the show for a while, but um, it was kind of hard for me to pick a topic that I think we could both talk about. And then uh, June came along and it seemed blaringly obvious to me. So do you want to introduce our topic? Yeah, we are here today to talk about the absolutely wonderful world of bisexuals in television and movies. I don't think we have Fuck, any yeah, we are. that made the list. Um, the most well. iconic bisexuals of all time. Um, personally, I have ranked my list in order of least influential on my personality to most influential um because i am nothing if not just a composite of every tv show i've ever watched so sure enough um um i ranked my list kind of by like if they were like confirmed bisexuals and then the influence they had on our culture like their bisexuality influenced culture um because there's lots of characters that are that are gay or trans or bi or whatever and it's not like a huge part of their character it's just like a like a fact about them mm-hmm. and i think that there's a big distinction between those two kinds of characters because we we need both frankly yeah in all our media um but i think a lot of it is like more focused on like oh they're gay and that's everything mm-hmm. about them and so yeah um bisexuals are really interesting because to be fair there's not that many of them you'd yeah i'm like that there'd be surprised more. that we didn't have that much more overlap when uh the wonderful yeah. Binta checked our list for us. I was like, okay. Yeah, and you guys you guys heard Binta at last uh the last episode we posted. Um I was like, oh, I know the perfect bitch for this job. <laughs> um so I anyway. I will give a disclaimer on my list. There are maybe one or two characters that like potentially they might identify as pansexual if we were to ask them, but right. we can't ask them. Um in the shows and movies that they're in, they're shown dating multiple genders 
to me. I personally, I use bisexual as an umbrella term, pansexual sitting close by underneath. So yeah, if you hear that's definitely on my list something to and you think mm, maybe they're pansexual, um, maybe they are. Um, but a lot of times yeah. TV shows will just be like, oh, they're a slut, and that's the only <laughs> and that's the it. only information. Well, that's you get. interesting to bring up because like yeah when when you do see a bisexual character like nine times out of ten it's they're just slutty like yeah. that's that's always been a stigma that comes with being a bisexual and i'm not saying that it is not true and it applies to certain individuals in this chat but it is also um <laughs> not true for every single one and i yeah. i think that it's important to make that distinction and also because just by nature of like the lgbt like discussion regarding pansexuality versus bisexuality i think at the end of the day the label matters to some people, and if that's what you yeah. want to go by, then go for it. But at the end of the day, we all mean the same shit. Come on now. Okay? Yeah, and I would just like to set the record while we're here, doing disclaimers, um, that when Emma and I talk about bisexuality, um, it's not the weird, chronically online, transphobic bisexuality. We are here for um, all genders and all gender presentations. They all live happily in our hearts. <laughs> and if you're sexy, we're down, and that's hey. it. That's it. <laughs> Um, so that was fun. Okay. <laughs> it's an important yeah, thing to terms, talk about. Especially terms and conditions out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do think it's important to talk about, but I, like I said, I, I had an interesting time with this and I wanted to focus on this particularly because, you know, we could do like iconic queers and in, in media, but that mm -hmm. would just be crazy because there's been yeah. like not perfect representation, but more representation for gay lesbian characters. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to all the other letters of the alphabet it's surprisingly yeah. difficult and like i said with bisexuality the one issue i think we we face a lot is it's not really taken seriously or um you know compet which is compulsive heterosexuality which is something yeah. i'll definitely get into for this yeah. um so it's i feel like important to talk about because i think especially for us as two you know by women in relationships with men we we appear to be in heterosexual um straight relationships and that's not always the case and it's we appear i think important for us to relationships sorry i'm gonna yeah. talk over you for a second we appear to be in heterosexual yeah. relationships unless it's just you and i together in which case everyone immediately always assumes that we're married um I don't know always it is. um <laughs> emma and i are straight until proven gay it seems <laughs> uh or gay until proven straight yeah but because yeah, i no. think that's so funny because like when you see two women on the street i feel like society's beaten it into our heads to be like besties gal pals yeah. Yeah. so people look for, at us and they're like so, fucking queers <laughs> they're like oh, those are so queers and that has that does not happen to me with anybody else yeah. so um very funny i think that's great but anyway i thought we would go ahead and just dive on in um so, Megan, I'm going to have you start us off with your very last one on your list, your number 10. That way I can wrap us up at the end. So, who do you have in 10th place? So, I have in 10th place uh, the character Nick Nelson from the show Heartstopper. I don't know if you have seen that. It's a okay. recent show. Uh, I think it only came out, like, a little over a year ago, maybe. Um, Is that the guy that got, like forced out of the closet yeah yeah the actor did which was shitty yeah um yeah. it's a, a high school teen love story um where there it starts with sort of the like stereotypical like there's a gay boy who's in love with what appears to be a straight boy um and they're really good friends and they start getting really close and the 
the gay boy is like, oh, I like, I wonder if I'm just like misreading these signs, but he seems like he's into me. And it turns out that this character, Nick Nelson, uh, goes through this journey to discover that he's bisexual as part of the show, which I think is so wonderful. Um, it's so like heartwarming and genuine. It's a pretty like good representation of like figuring out that you're bi. Like you have a crush on somebody of the same sex for the first time. It like shows him like taking like am I gay BuzzFeed quizzes. Like it's really <laughs> sweet. It's really endearing. Um, it is. Like, the show as a whole is so sweet. I'm so glad it exists. It's a Netflix original, I think. Um, it's the kind of show that, like, if I had watched when I was in high school, it would have changed my world. Um, yeah. I, for those of you who do not know me personally, um, I went to a Catholic high school, and so the fact that I was bisexual was not something I really came to terms with until I left. Um, yeah. And so, like, it, that kind of media existing now, while it does not impact my personality entirely it's a it's a recent show i am so happy that it exists for the youngsters today yeah i mean that's really really awesome i haven't watched that show at all and but i do hear about it what i think is fun and also maybe a little shitty sometimes but anytime i come across a like a male presenting bisexual i'm like yes we got one like mm-hmm. <laughs> um so it's Especially it's funny in, because like, tv and media it's like so oh yeah rare it's a lot more uncommon and i think there's a lot of that a lot of misogyny behind that a lot of like mm-hmm. patriarchy shit because you know women are always encouraged to like it, I, I guess emotionally like, invest themselves in their relationships more than mm-hmm. men are it's hot and when that's men like, like other women but when men like other men ooh, not marketable. well <laughs> So I took like, I, yeah, I mean, for real, I took a bunch of like, uh, classes when I had to do a little extra year in college, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, to kind of round out. And I took one on like, uh, erotica, which was really fun. And what I gleaned from that is a lot of times, like, like in the Bible, it talks about man, not laying with man. Right. But it doesn't say shit about women. Not at all. And it was actually encouraged in lots of places for women to hook up with other women. It was seen as, like, mm-hmm. them practicing so they could please their husbands, which is bullshit. But I think yeah. it contributes a lot to the fact that, like, a lot more women identify as bisexual openly or bisexual. take the time to investigate. <laughs> bisexual. Yeah. Um, or at least they take the time to, like, investigate it for themselves. So anytime I see a man who's like, I'm bisexual, I'm like, that's mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Because yeah. I don't know about you, what I've heard from, like, so many older people, especially, where they're like, well, that's, like, one stop to gay. Like, you're gay mm-hmm. then. Right. Leave him alone. Leave him yeah. alone. Okay. Okay, so that's a really good one. I love that for you. All right, so dead last for me, because he has not been confirmed to this day, but I feel like we have to discuss it, is Lee Shang from Mulan. Oh my god. (laughs) um, Lee Shang (laughs) is, I don't know, most of y'all have probably seen Mulan, but for those who don't know, Mulan essentially enlists in the military in her father's place, so she disguises herself as a man the whole time. And, um, you know, at the end of the movie, she and this general get together. They're a couple after he learns to, like, trust her and, like, build this rapport with her. But she does not reveal that she is a woman until, like, the last ten minutes of the film. And, like, he is having uh, an entire arc. He's going through it. He's like, why am I so 
pressed over this little boy. Not well, you know, he's like, I don't know, how old is Mulan? Like he 18, said, maybe? Shit, am I into twinks? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was like, goddamn. And I think he had come to terms with it by the end. And then he was like, oh shit, oh, whew. okay, no, it's cool. Yeah, like, whew, she's a lady. Like, I don't have to do all that stuff. And that is like a huge thing. We will definitely get into more, but. Yeah, like I said, Disney doesn't have the the cojones to confirm him yeah. as a bisexual man, but I, without a doubt, without a doubt, and we we yeah. we claim him. Yeah, he's dibs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, and he's so he's in the top five sexiest Disney animated characters ever. So we love we love it. We we, we claim. We stand for sure. Okay, yes. Let me see. Next on my list, um, Emma, have you seen the Umbrella Academy? Oh my god, is it that fucking twink with the eyeliner? It is Klaus. Klaus Harder. Oh yeah, so the one name. He is um, oh my god. Oh, just precisely my type. <laughs> just like a I... sad, sad little man with a drug problem. Um, Every TV show character I've fallen madly in love with is the same like skinny emo boy with a drug problem. Um, I mean, we love a little weirdo. Like a weirdo. Yeah, we do just love a little rat man. Um, Klaus. Sorry, I'm going through it. <laughs> Emma's in her full manic uh, Robert Pattinson phase, so please pray for her. Um, one one like on the like, pod equals not... one prayer for Emma's soul. <laughs> um, I mean, if anybody's aware of my obsession, it's my listeners. I think at this point, <laughs> it's just gotten really out of hand, friends. Um, anyway, moving on. Oh my god. So Klaus <laughs> is one on my list who like maybe probably would identify as pansexual or just like not pick a label he is just having a fun little time um he is like just all over the place in the show he's a little bit of a mess and so i like highs and lows on like he's bisexual and i think that's part of his like he's kind of a mess story arc Mm -hmm. um but he will fuck anyone anything i love that for him so yeah um that's fantastic coming in at number nine because i do like the show and i do like a slutty little rat man with eyeliner but yeah not, i mean i not get that. formative for me as a person okay fair enough um <clears throat> the next one i'm gonna say is gonna be formative to you as a person and you're gonna mm. get so mad you didn't put it on your list <clears throat> this is also on a technicality but i will explain and i think it has a little bit more weight than lee shang okay and it's okay. velma from scooby-doo oh mm-hmm. we have to discuss <laughs> uh I, we you, you got me the the Velma girl and you got Velma. I know. Velma I put on this list because she has been depicted as having romantic relationships with both Shaggy and Daphne. Um but in different series. So it's not been outright said that she is bi. She has been canonically straight and lesbian, but to me in my heart in the mm-hmm. franchise confirmed by. And I think that that's an, that's enough, okay? Mm-hmm. Um and I think that, well, she's the only one of that crew that even kind of got that moniker because that has not been the case. Well, I guess for me, Daphne too. But um, that really hasn't been the case for somebody like Fred or Shaggy who 100% have explored each other's bodies. Oh, without a doubt. I, that entire like group of kids, they're all fucking, they've all fucked each other and oh, they've all yeah. done it. And I, And you think I'm lying? You think, oh, Daphne and Shaggy? No, they actually have more canon proof that they've had sex than any of the other parents. Yeah yeah that's um mm. so yeah i'm just saying but velma i had to put on this list because not only is she like you know formative but she's just become this like iconic queer icon out of Mm -hmm. nowhere and it's and it's really an interesting 
rise to that because it kind of just went from her being the stereotype of just like the the dorky nerdy girl compared to like the hot popular girl and and it's kind of traversed that it's like everybody wants to fuck velma now because she's she's like hashtag a little weirdo and we love a little weirdo nerds are in in. um and you know she's giving big titty goth girl even though she wears Mm. bright orange and has no titties titties in some of the some of the series girl girl she got a turtleneck that's what she got and um <laughs> mary james it'll help you yeah sure no, enough um but i mean I think, like i said she's she is i i like you and i have decided that velma was gay long ago um long but also ago. the scene of linda carlini wearing that mm-hmm. uh like leather jumpsuit maybe is what made me gay so oh who's your mommy yeah <laughs> We cannot forget. There's a scene, okay, Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed, let's get into it. There's a couple mm-hmm. scenes where Velma and Daphne are, like, crawling around on the floor discussing boys and, like, love. And I'm like, what? Why did the director shoot it like this? Why are they crawling on their hands and knees? Like, it's just, and then they, like, meet, like, face-to-face. Like, mm-hmm. it's re- sexual tension. And then there's, like, so, if you go back and watch any Scooby-Doo media, you're like, Velma, why would you say that about her? Extremely sus. Yeah. Um, or why would you say that about Fred? And actually, what I do want to talk about is we know I love the the, the James Gunn Scooby Doo movies. Yeah. They were going to write Velma as a lesbian in the first live action movie, but it mm-hmm. got you know kicked out of the bin, whatever. So in the extra credits, uh, or yeah, whatever you can find, um, with the extra whatever they're called, there's a deleted scene of. Yeah, yeah, there's a deleted scene of Velma singing that song, yeah, you're just too good to be true. Mm-hmm. And when she looks up at the stairwell, both Fred and Daphne are coming down either Ooh. side of the of the stairwell, and it's not sure who she's singing the song about. So it's, like, heavily implied it could be either one yeah, or both. And I'm like, that, that is so smart. And that's probably yeah. my strongest um, proof, mm-hmm. Velma bisexual, yes. No, that's very good. I agree with that, even the list. I'm happy for for both of us. Okay, yes, my next up on my list, number eight, uh, is Miss Eleanor Shellstrap from The Good Place. Um, oh yeah, she's a good one. She is, oh my god, just quintessential. She is a shitty person, which I love. I love watching shitty people in TV. Um, yeah. as, a, as a big fan of The Great Gatsby, I love watching awful people in a, a TV show or a movie or something. You know, yeah, I love uh, at least. Yeah. I love a protagonist you just hate. <laughs> but no. Yeah, we, that's completely we love, fair. We love Miss Eleanor. She is I mean, The Good Place is a masterpiece start to finish. If you have not yeah, I cried. watched The Good Place yet, frankly, turn off the podcast. Uh go watch The Good Place. Yeah, um, go watch. Well well, put the podcast on but turn it down so <laughs> like you can't hear it but it's playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh always play the podcast. Just over and over yes, on your feet you while you sleep. <laughs> Thank you. The no, but the good place is a masterpiece. Fucking front to back, it's a masterpiece. Um, and Eleanor Shellstrap being she's canon bisexual, um, mm-hmm. is wonderful. She, uh, flirts with. Oh my god, why is her name escaping? Tahani. Thank you. I wanted to say Tahiti, yeah. and I was like, that's not right. <laughs> Tahiti. I mean, I'm getting. Um, but she's flirting with her all the time. But she's also with her boo thing at the end. So. Happy mm-hmm. for her, a wonderful, in general, a very positive representation of bisexuality, a very honest, like, she, they acknowledge it, it's not like some weird secret thing that you have to guess at, which a lot of TV shows do, um, 
Yeah. So yeah, or it's like, or like it's depicted as like, we do stand. The only thing I can kind of compare it to, like the type of character she is, and she's not on my list, but um, Lily Aldrin in um, How I Mm -hmm. Met Your Mother is kind of similar in that depiction. The only difference, and I think it's an important difference, is that with Lily, she just wants to have like a lesbian fling. Like she's like, I want to do that. And even though it's definitely a bad case of of compet, like suppressed bisexuality whereas Eleanor like is fully embracing of it which I think is really important yeah and I also think it's important to have bisexuals that are shitty people um because representation (laughs) yeah just Um, for all of us it's and she's you know she's smart she's fun she's clever she is passionately in love by the end of that show yeah okay so Hi, we're back. For you guys, it was no time at all, but for us, it was like two minutes um, because we're we're troubleshooting some audio. It's really fun being girls in STEM. Um, so if we sound different, that's why I have access to all my dad's nice, crazy like recording software, but I can't figure it out worth a damn. So what we do is we rely on the Mac ecosystem, on the Apple ecosystem. Yeah, we're um, uh, falling back on AirPods today. Big shout out to AirPods, uh, podcast host, <laughs> uh, podcast sponsor, AirPods. Oh my god, could you imagine? I would never have to, like, work at a print shop ever again. Anyway, um, so let's move on then, because we are already at, like, 26 minutes. Turns out we got a lot of shit to say about being bi. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew this would be a good one. Putting you and I in the room is like, we're going to talk for, for a million years, especially about bisexuals, but let's, I think we're oh, on year number eight, sure. if you want to pick that back up. Yes, so number eight for me, this is first of a few people in this kind of category but um is Deadpool and I Mm -hmm. wanted to talk about him because Mm -hmm. he has had a significant impact on culture and I know this because I worked at a Spencer's and Mm -hmm. also I got hit on by a lot of men with Deadpool tattoos and I Mm. think it's the equivalent of Hello Kitty for shitty boys yeah I think you you have a certain Harley Quinn-ness to you and I think that really does something for DC comic boys so Oh, and we're going to return to her later. <laughs> mm, I thought I thought that she might be on your list. I did consider mm. that. <laughs> yeah, but I wanted to talk about Deadpool first. But yeah, I absolutely do get like uh, like the, those types. I get hit on by two types of nerds. Like anime nerds, when I have pink hair, mm-hmm. they're all over my shit. You know, mm-hmm. Ramona Flowers comparisons out the ass. We've all had it. All right? It all happens. Mm-hmm. When I'm obviously an Envy Adams. <laughs> oh, wrong. Tragic. <laughs> it's wrong of them. And then definitely like comic book, comic book boys, but I'm so mean. I really hate superheroes, and I only have a few exceptions, <laughs> like Spider Man and Robert Pattinson's Batman. <laughs> oh my god. Um. <laughs> anyway, um. So Deadpool, I thought you know, because you brought up the distinction between bisexuals and pansexuals, he's actually mm-hmm. listed as a pansexual. But what's mm-hmm. interesting is that he is he always like talks about you know fucking men and dudes and all mm-hmm. that, but he's only ever not he he doesn't like he has a girlfriend and that's who he fucks and that's what they talk Mm -hmm. about and the only other time he's done something sexual with anybody else is in the credits of deadpool where he jerks Mm -hmm. off a unicorn's horn and it ejaculates so Mm. whether or not that qualifies (laughs) him as as bisexual pansexual whatever he does make a lot of references to it you know he talks about like fondling wolverine's ball sack yeah um, which is one he is certainly a man um, he's certainly comfortable with the idea of fucking a man, whether he has or has not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that he calls the little cab 
cab driver pretty darn cute. Like, he's like, mm-hmm. pretty damn cute. And I think that's cute. Um, and then, oh, when the bartender, like, offers him a blowjob. <laughs> the shot. Yeah, so there's lots of that kind of stuff. But um, I don't know. I think it's one of those. I didn't put him higher up because, like I said, he does not have any, like, confirmed relationships with men. Right. And I do want to say also that you don't have to have confirmed relationships with any one of the genders to be a bisexual by the way Mm -hmm. um because like i said a lot of us suffer from combat or we don't get taken seriously enough by by the gay community so Mm -hmm. you don't have to date both people but i will say just because of this especially because it's a male character and he's always talked about it being bi but then they're like almost too scared to depict him in that way it's more Mm -hmm. about the writers than the character so yeah. I, I put him low. But I think what's good about him is that he does allow straight men or men who think they're straight <laughs> to consider that the possibility of, like, maybe that's not terrible for me to look yeah. into. So I appreciate him for that. And that's – I feel like – because Ryan Reynolds plays him, right? Oh, yes. That. Oh, that, let's and talk about that because – Yeah, that's such an interesting thing that's, like, every straight man's, like, man crush is Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Ryan um Ryan Reynolds who it's is like... not a man who is attractive to most women. Um well, I wouldn't say that. I don't know. He's maybe not most, maybe. But like there's something it's to it where though. it's like when Orange is the New Black was coming out and Ruby Rose was in those seasons, yeah. it was like every girl was like, "Oh wow, I kind of understand the gays." I feel yes. like that's how yes. men feel about Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, cuz Ryan Reynolds is a handsome man, like let's not get it twisted. Mm-hmm. He's very yeah, attractive, yeah. but he's but he's not, like, who women go for all the time when they're, like, oh, I have an obsession with this person because yeah. he, he's he no David really, Tennant. <laughs> he, he's no David Tennant. He's mm-hmm. no Robert Pattinson. You know, like, um, he, he's not weird enough. I need little weird energy, little weird boy <laughs> rat man energy. Yeah. So, I don't know. He has potential. He could be a little rat man. I think yeah, but you know that he's just, like, popping kids. He's popping kids into Blake Lively, and that's, like, it's so generic. It's, like, he couldn't have picked a more normie-looking wife, you know? First of all, first of all, disrespectful. (laughs) Not in my house. (laughs) Not in my house. I'm sorry. I'm not a Blake Lively stan. Okay. (laughs) Back to it. So, Deadpool, after you. Okay. Um, Are we moving on from Deadpool? Is that where we're at? Yeah. I feel like I don't have much to say other than, like, Ryan Reynolds is a straight man's answer to who would you have sex with for, mm-hmm. for like, millennials where Dave Grohl's for, like, you know, Gen Xers. Yeah, yeah. There's one in every generation. And then Rubio's is what it is for straight girls. Yeah. So if you ask a man, like, who his hall pass is and he says that, he's straight probably. Yeah. But thinking about it. But, boy, okay, before we move on, um, so, okay, because you and I both have uh, men in our lives, significant others, what is your partner's hall pass because every man has one Mm -hmm. uh my partner i I had him pick one of each gender just for for shits and giggles for the bisexuality of it all um and he picked his male one was jake gyllenhaal which Mm. we're into it let's be honest um and his female one was miss mary elizabeth winstead the um ever lovely ramona flowers are you um, joking (laughs) who we will circle back to later in this pod. We will circle back to this <laughs> one. Okay. Oh my god. Yeah, fair enough. But um so for me, Ethan, his mm-hmm. male hall passed and Ethan is a straight straight boy, which is why he is into my mm-hmm. ass because I'm profoundly female shaped. Um but <laughs> 
as Edward Cullen describes it in Edward Midnight Sun. Oh, God. God. Actually, that's that's what he says to describe the Irish BBW character. And I'm not going to get over that, that he wanted to hit that because I God. canonically, anyhow. Yeah. You know, I told you I was manic. I'm happy for um, you. <laughs> me too. I'm, anyway. I'm happy for you and also scared for your mental health. <laughs> I, look, I get it. I get it. I just have so much. Uh, I have so many endorphins from this very physical job I'm in, and I don't know what to do with all of my like energy. Yeah. Anyway, um, so for Ethan, he said Matthew McConaughey was his. Mm. Cousin. Doesn't that make so much sense? Yeah, I Matthew McConaughey gives me such ick. In <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because you're not from Texas, baby. That's um, why. So I'm so sorry to Ethan and to all Matthew McConaughey stands. Um. That man makes me want to peel my skin off. I don't. He's so. I don't know. He's like. He's so like, like slimy. A, I don't know. Uh huh. Uh huh. I love a dirty little pretty boy. I like mm. when they're a little weird and pretty. Mostly, I do like them pretty. Yeah. Yeah, and that's fair. I don't know what it is. There's something about. There's like a certain genre of man that's like too manly for me. <laughs> That's like the gayest <laughs> thing. That's the gayest thing I'll ever say. It's like men that are like their core of their personality is their masculinity. Like I'm not into it. Um, I don't even know if that's the case with Matthew McConaughey. Though. Yeah, I feel like very he, effeminate. He play. I guess it's really more like his characters. It's like he plays a bunch of characters that are really like men's men, and like he's in the perfume. Oh, like Wolf of Wall stuff, Street like, and stuff. Yeah, and like yeah. they're like all right, all right, all right. Like I don't know. There's just Oh, okay, but he he played a male stripper, and that's, like, you kind of have to be in touch with your feminine side when you're in those roles. I feel like, you know, him as a person, he will just go walk around, play the bongos naked, and, like, yeah, like, hippy-dippy, and that doesn't always give me, like, masculine energy. But anyway, getting off topic there. Okay, yeah, let me, let's get back to the list. I will, I'll pick back up on my number seven, um, who is Fleabag from Fleabag. Um, flea while we're talking, flea bag, yeah. flea bag from flea bag. While we're talking about um, bisexuals, you just love to hate um, flea bag from flea bag. Mm-hmm. Miss um, Thing also a hot mess. Um, oh my I god! And I have did not watch flea bag until it was like within the last year. I was super late yeah, with flea bag, um, and it changed my life. I had seen, frankly, that uh, like clip of her flirting with. Uh, uh, Moriarty. Hot I don't Chris. know the actor's name. Um, Hot, Hot Priest Chris. Moriarty. Um, mm. I hate uh, and I seen that where he was like that that clip where she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, father," and he's like, "Oh, you just love <laughs> like it just gets you off." Don't say that father. like it doesn't turn like, you on. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. <gasps> oh my god, that's one I, short king I can get behind. I saw that clip one from. too many times on Twitter.com, and I was like, "All right, well, I guess I'm watching Fleabag." Um, that show is, like, the perfect example of, like, men don't have to be, like, these jacked, giant, like, mm-hmm. types to get women's yeah. attention. All you gotta do is be a little forbidden and a yeah. little serious mm-hmm. very direct oh. with your words. Mm-hmm. That's it. Oh, my all God. You, Emma said, all you have to do is be an alcoholic, hot priest willing to fuck. Um. Well, so, for <laughs> no, for me personally... <laughs> You have to be beautiful, look good in a leather jacket, maybe smoke a cigarette and have weird mm-hmm. hobbies like that. That'll do it for me. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that there's a there's something about like sexuality where you're like, 
this person really knows what they're about and that's extremely mm-hmm. hot to me because yeah. I don't want to tell you who you are. That's fair. Um to to Miss Fleabag's bisexuality. Um she yeah. I guess I don't think at any point they ever say like out that loud is. that she is, yeah. but it's really heavily implied that her like best friend who she was like running this cafe with like they weren't together but it's pretty heavily implied they were like significant in each other's lives Mm. in a way that um feels very gay to me um well yeah and i i'm trying to remember i don't know if she actually sleeps with a woman at any point during the show she might no what no what happens is like she hits on a woman at a bar yeah yeah it's the the woman from her sister's job yeah, and she doesn't, like, go up to her intending to hit on her. They just, like, mm-hmm. have such a good chemistry that yeah. she's like, can we have sex? And she's like, no, I'm old. Go away. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, girl. Really yeah. Um, she's like, I'm too old I for didn't... that. I, I do remember that now. I knew I had yeah. it, like, in my brain. I was like, she's bisexual. I couldn't remember exactly. <laughs> well, but that's that's funny that you say that because I didn't remember the thing about her friend because mm-hmm. I – I just didn't think about it. And I think that's a really important thing to talk about because I think specifically for bisexual women, there's this phenomenon where growing up, we have a new best friend every other year or -hmm. something and dramatic friend breakups and they're awful. At least that was my case. You know, Mm -hmm. I think I had a new best friend every year of high school until like my senior year or or, or whatever. And I Mm -hmm. was able to figure it out. And then it wasn't until I was much older that I was like, oh, did I have like romantic feelings for those girls? Mm -hmm. I very well could have because they felt like real breakups when we stopped being friends. It was dramatic and awful, but I think that that's pretty common. Yeah, I was personally, I was lucky enough to avoid that, but I also went to private schools, pretty small pool of friends. Um, Can't afford to wrong too many bitches. Um, But I did have um, one of my best friends in high school who I'm still very close friends with. We like as a as a funny little bit uh senior year would occasionally uh pretend to be gay in our Catholic high school to upset homophobes that we went to school with. As you do. Um we would um just just be a little be a little gay, be a little flirty. Um and I told that story later to somebody in college, like in more detail. Um and their response was, I think you dated your friend in high school and I was like no, yeah. no, we, it was just all, pre- we were just pretending. And they're like, no, no, I think you briefly dated your best friend in high school. Yeah, um, but it's it's crazy because we don't, we don't even consider that because it's so normal for girls to, to mm-hmm. do shit like that. And, yeah. And it's not also, <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it turns out later, um, with the retrospective knowledge that I am, in fact, bisexual, she is not, which I think is a funny twist. She was really just in it for the bit. Um, and I respect that. Um, I was gay. I was definitely the ringleader. (laughs) Well, I think that there's also something to be said about people who explore sexually and then decide Mm -hmm. that they're not bisexual. That's totally fine too, because I think sometimes people feel the, like they're forced to Mm -hmm. accept Mm -hmm. that as their identity because they have those experiences. It's like the opposite of people who are in heterosexual relationships and people Mm -hmm. say they can't be bi. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's also interesting. So if you're like questioning or if you're experimenting, that's fine. You don't have mm-hmm. to have a label. It only if you want it and that's important to you, by all the fucking means. Okay. We are all on right. your Is number seven, I believe. Yeah, we're on your number all seven. Right. So I'm going to try to go through this one kind of quickly. Um, but I do think she is a really important one. And I think she kind of skirts under the radar and people don't remember this about her. But Sailor Moon, 
Hmm. Canonical buy. Canonical I did not know that. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. I, I'm um, not a Sailor Moon girly to be honest. My older sister is and yeah. I never got into it. I love that. Yeah. So I would have assumed I'm gonna shut up. You go ahead. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's one of those things that people debate, but it's also like really stupid to debate because mm-hmm. it's pretty fucking obvious. Mm-hmm. So the main romance of that series, right, is Sailor Moon Tuxedo Mask, and that's a heterosexual pairing. We mm-hmm. talked about tuxedo masks on, on the show. See the DILF episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> so people don't assume because so much of the plot it revolves around that romance, which we get, mm-hmm. all right? But Sailor Moon has been shown to um, have a crush on Sailor Uranus. Um, which color is she? Is she the green one? Or is she- that Mercury? She's the really tall, like, pixie-cut blonde, the little okay, android okay. baby. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. why there's so much debate about this is because there are times when Sailor Moon thinks that she's a man. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, that's a really sexy man. And I'm like, baby. That okay. is such a weird phenomenon in anime, the whole, like, is it a man, is it a woman, is it mm-hmm. gay, is it not? Because there's a whole plot line in, um, oh, my God, what is it? Cardcaptor Secure? I don't think that's right. It's not that one. There's some manga I read as a kid where, like, the whole twist at the end was that, like, this older boy, it turned out to have been a girl the whole time, and it was, like, very gay. Oh, goddamn. Um, it was definitely gay. not Card Cabot Secure. That's, like, one for children. I do not remember what series it was, though. So, so yeah, I mean, anime is interesting, and specifically because Japan has always been more... Um, I guess, open to investigating those kinds of things with characters. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Sailor Moon is a really good example because so much of that was taken out for the American dub. You know, it's it's pretty well known that, like, Sailor Uranus and Sailor Neptune were in a relationship canonically in the Japanese manga and anime, manga. but in the United States, they were cousins. I mm-hmm. really didn't. Okay? That so is... that's some bull SHL ideas. Okay. But they also took out her kiss that she has with Sailor Moon. So Sailor Uranus mm. and Sailor Moon never kiss in the in the um, American one. But like I said, people think she's she's straight. She just she she got the spirit, but she doesn't know what's going on, you know. Mm. But then I mm. by saying that she's also like super in love with Sailor Mars, who is high femme, if not the femmest of the femme mm-hmm. of that group with her little fucking sassy high heels. She's always mm-hmm. like, wow, she is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's like, maybe it's a jealous little girl. No, that is a, yeah. that is a bit of love. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to tell you that because I've been her. Okay. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And I think that Sailor Moon is a really interesting person to investigate when it comes to compulsory heterosexuality. Mm-hmm. She is only like, you know, 14, 15 in the series mm-hmm. when it starts. And there's even an episode, I think, where this girl in her class passes a love letter to her to pass to a mm-hmm. boy. Mm. And Sailor Moon sees it, and she's like, oh, my God. And then she's like, I think it's better to be in love with a man, is what she oh, says to the girl. Babe. And it's like, yeah, isn't that a crazy thing to say? So people use oh. that as, like, evidence that she's straight. But anyone mm. who's ever been by, I think, yeah. in their life is kind of be yeah. like, okay, so there's definitely a pressure there for you to be in a heterosexual relationship because it is fucking easier unfortunately yeah that's it's really to be willing not only to own your bisexuality but to like take the leap and be like publicly in a queer relationship Mm -hmm. is so hard despite like you know that you're attracted to that person and you know that there's nothing wrong with it um it changes the way that you're perceived in a way that like takes a big 
like leap of faith to act on there's like mm-hmm. you know everybody talks about combat there's sort of a stereotype of like bisexuals dating like golden retriever gamer boys which um mm-hmm. frankly uh you picked the right box um it is Me? exactly the stereotype i fit into you know the like uh bisexual girl with pink hair dating a video game boyfriend is like okay it's me precisely to a t but also like ethan and i both look like golden retrievers and we we are dobermans actually mm, well (laughs) that's it that's it that's good to know um i am not a dog i am a cat and i think maybe that's the most bisexual thing about me I mean, uh, actually, no, I'm a Pomeranian. Oh, oh yeah, you're that you're that specific meme um, of the Pomeranian with the bow and the sunglasses. Um, oh, oh, I will... oh, no, I'm the hot, <laughs> the hot people. <laughs> this bitch named Breakfast. Yeah, this bitch named Breakfast. <laughs> I, I sent that uh, tweet to Emma last week, and I said, every time I see this picture, I think about your mom. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're, my mom and I are the same. And also, fun thing, is really at growing up and learning about your parents' sexuality, especially if they're <laughs> bisexual. Because they, my mother and I, we do this thing where we just learn lore about each other's lives. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, like, I'll be like, who's your celebrity crush? And she'll be like, Lady Gaga. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. mother. <laughs> yeah. Fun. Like, we love it. Um, I, so, just like, anyway. I hope you guys are really enjoying the 800 tangents um, Emma and I are going on between each number. I think it is easy yeah. to tell so far that Emma and I both have ADHD and neither of us are on <laughs> our meds. <laughs> yeah. Have fun editing I mean, this. That's why... <laughs> That's why we do multiple parts, because you guys come for the list, but you stay for the absolute chaos between the numbers, yeah. and I know that, and I'm not trying to deprive you, okay? Yeah. So, mm, yeah, your turn. I don't even, who were you talking about? <laughs> I, just, I just did Sailor Moon. <laughs> Sailor Moon, okay, okay. We are on, we're on my number six. Oh, this one, I really feel like it might have been on your list, and you had to swap it. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, probably. My number I think six. two I swapped. Okay, my number six, um, absolute icon, potentially also pansexual, Captain Jack Harkness. <laughs> oh, no, so I didn't put him on my list because I knew for no. a fact you would. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I really, I when I put him on my list, I was like, I feel like Emma will know that he, he is mine. <laughs> um, the absolutely yeah. beloved Captain Jack Harkness of Doctor Who. Yeah. Emma and I um, both had just an absolutely feral Doctor Who phase um, previously uh, in our lives, yeah. maybe also currently, no comment. Um, Listen, bitch. Fucking, <laughs> I'm, I'm being thrown viciously from one obsession to the other, and I just yeah. crested my David Tennant obsession mm-hmm. to be thrown into my Twilight era, only for good omens to drop again. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch the trailer yet? Because, oh my god, no. it's gay. It's gay. <laughs> oh, god I'm damn. like fucking punching the air. Good omens, canon, gay, confirmed. Good. Uh, anyway, Neil Gaiman like, is the love of my life. Um, anyway, back to, back to Captain Jack. <laughs> yeah, I mean, before we get, I'm just a, like a predecessor to that, just I think it's important that not everybody who listens to this was a Tumblr girly. We're going to mm-hmm. do a whole other episode on like Tumblr's weird uh, obsessions, like their weird sexual yeah. obsessions, okay? But like for some reason, like this guy, traditionally handsome, and bisexual mm-hmm. and like the girlies were on top of it and they don't really love a traditionally handsome fellow on the tumblr.com yeah. um, and uh mr john berman who's the actor who emma yeah. and i actually recently met at a convention oh so um maybe yeah. i'll send emma we, we we took with him. yeah we were cute he said um 
uh, oh no i have to say this because he said uh make an ugly face and i said i'm never ugly john and he said oh i see <laughs> he said respect real recognize real um Something like I will that, send yeah. those selfies to Alex. They're on my phone. Maybe um, she will yeah. share them with you. Because we look cute, and so does John Berriman. Absolute icon. Yeah. John Berriman, who is in real life extremely gay. Just um, yeah. head to toe, everything about that man. Gay, gay, gay. Um, but in the show, flirts with both the Dr. and Rose. Flirts with anything that walks. Flirts with anything that breathes. Um, that man yes. would fuck anything. I respect mm. that so much about him. He knows it. He is a slut, and he is proud of it. Um, and he's proud of it, yeah. And he is he's coming in at number six on my list. And, again, this is the list of, like, least impactful to me personally to most impactful. Captain Jack yeah. is one of the earlier times that I saw a queer character in a show as big as Doctor Who. And it wasn't, yeah. like, it's kind of played for laughs, but it's not played for laughs in the way that, like, yeah. the How I Met Your Mother Lily thing is, you know, right? Like, Lily that's like he he college gay one sort of thing. Like yeah. Captain Jack is gay. He's queer. Gay. He, um, he is and it's, it's so much a part of his character. And I think part of that is that John Barrowman is just so gay that they were like, well, we can't pretend that John Barrowman isn't gay. Um, I mean, but it's fair. in a show as big as Doctor Who and with as much mm-hmm. history as Doctor Who, it like. It's so encouraging, I think, that, like, they, like, let him be gay in the show. It's like, yeah, and I think, it, for me, it was also the first time I saw someone openly buy mm-hmm. in a TV show, period, and that was really cool. Yeah. Um, but I was, do think, like, Six is a really good place for him, just because mm-hmm. it's, like, his only character trait. <laughs> yeah, it is, like, he is, I will say, I will say, Captain Jack, I think, is just, like, he the a big part of his character is that he will have sex with anything anywhere anyone yeah um we love that for him but i think he's also he's very brave he's very fearless yeah true um we know um spoilers if you haven't watched all of doctor who he ends up being the face of Bo because he's immortal um so he ends up being the oldest living thing in the universe ever um so face of Bo, canon bisexual (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think that, that like, he's the just floating head in the jar bisexual. Mm, hot. He fucks. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I just think that like when people think Captain Jack, the the first thing they think of is oh, bi. Like that mm-hmm. is his character in a nutshell. Despite yeah. the fact that he does have other traits, it's mm-hmm. just played so up so much. But yes, that's yeah. a really really good one. Okay, next on the list from me, moving us right along. This one, honestly. I would. This came to my mind really, really early when I was making this list, and I think it's, it might surprise some people. But uh, Wonder Woman. Mm. Yeah. Right. So she grew up in this place called the Mascara, which is like you know a, an Amazon Amazonian utopian society, um, and then this man crash lands into her, whatever, into her space, and and, and we hate him. On an adventure. <laughs> and we hate him, even though he's Chris Pine and he's the best Chris. Um, yeah. Anyway. It's really interesting because, you know, it, they don't really bring it up in the comics so much. And it wasn't really confirmed until maybe, like, 2016 where they discussed her having any kind of relationship with a female um, mm-hmm. until later. But she does. Um, but in the movie that came out with Gal Gadot, there is a scene where she and Steve are laying on the boat. And he's like, so do y'all, like, fuck? And she's like, mm. 
Yeah, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. And, and that's really funny. And they put that scene in there specifically because they were like, if Wonder Woman only leaves this perfect utopian society to go follow after a man she's really into, then that really defeats the purpose of her character. So mm-hmm. we need to we need to put it in that she fucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, we need to establish need to that know. she's not, yeah. she's not doing, like, a Rapunzel chasing the first dick she ever sees sort of thing. Like, she, right, exactly. She's here and she, she fucks. <laughs> and she's pursuing, uh, like, violence, vengeance, goodness, and, and whatever mm-hmm. the fuck else. Yeah. But not dick, because she would never, she would never, yeah. not my Diana. No. Um, so, I'm gonna leave it at that, because it's pretty much just that, but she's, she's the first bisexual superhero. The very hmm. first one. Yeah. That is fun. I know they, I'm trying to remember if it was canon or not. In the Captain Marvel movie that came out, I kind of think that, that Captain Marvel's gay. I don't totally remember. It's the Brie Larson one. I mean, um, maybe I mean look it's at just the haircut. Yeah, maybe it's just that Brie Larson is always gay to me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember if it was canon or not. But when I was making this list of characters, I really had to think about, like, whether it was a character that I had just decided was bisexual or whether it was a character that was actually bisexual. There's a few a few characters in TV shows that's like in my head, that person's bi. Um uh Hob Gadling from the Sandman. Um I hate you. You don't. You love me. Um uh, Hobgoblin? Have you not watched Sandman? I thought you watched Sandman. I have, but I don't remember all of them. When you say Hobgoblin, I think of David Bowie Hob- and Labyrinth. Which... Hobgadling, <laughs> first off. Oh. He's the, the, one that, the one that Morpheus makes immortal. Um, oh, and daddy? Like, okay. Im- yeah, immortal daddy um, besties. Immortal Hobgoblin. Oh my god, I'm gonna... I hate you. Um, <laughs> because he is often proactively um shipped with morpheus who's the main character of that show and it's like they're not it's not confirmed in the show but they have a little like they exchange some like really weighted glances of like ooh, yeah and he wants to fuck him um so like in my i i started off i wrote him down i was like wait he's not actually bisexual in the show (laughs) i just read a bunch of fan fiction where he's bisexual Oh my god, you want to hear the crazy shit today that I did? I ripped a PDF mm. of some Twilight fanfiction and I imported it into a natural AI reader who would read it mm. to me like an audiobook while I was on the water today. I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then my coworkers were talking and they were like, Twilight's playing at the theater this week, does anybody want to go? And I like had to keep it together. Mm. Brand new job. These people don't know how psycho mm-hmm. I am. And I had to be yeah. like, when? Anyway, um, I will say this before moving on with your thing. No, Mm -hmm. going back to Captain Marvel, there's no fucking way that any audience is going to read a woman with a pixie cut named Carol as straight. I'm so sorry. That's just like female bestie. I kind of think they're together at the end, but I just don't remember. Carol? Um. Like, you might as well beat someone over the head with Kate Blanchett herself. Are you joking? Oh, my God. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm just moving on from that. (laughs) Okay, coming in at number five on my list, I think also one that you won't know a lot about, but like Mm. honestly impactful to me. Um, Angela from Bones. I don't know if you watched Bones. I watched one or two episodes. 
Okay, so Bones is like a TV crime drama show, right? Right, I um, know that. David a Boreanaz. million episodes. Yeah, it's David Boreanaz and um, Emily, Emily Deschanel. Deschanel. Oh, that's a yeah. sandwich I want to get in between. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Which, first off, I love Bones. I was weirdly from like a young age. I really liked Bones. It was like the, TV, the cable TV drama show that I was just like drawn to. And I think really it was Hot because of David Boreanaz. But that mm-hmm. also, but David Boreanaz is like, I... I'm the type of girl that was rooting for Angel and Buffy. I'm a David Boreanaz girly. That um, surprises me so much because, like, Spike because is, Spike such is a, like, so weirdo, yeah. like, emo. And, mm-hmm. and Angel, David Boreanaz is a meathead. He was the 90s yeah. Channing Tatum. I know, I know. It's I the, the would, least though. on brand thing for me. Um, I just, I just felt like mm. Spike didn't, like, I got it at the end. Like, the little hate to love fuck thing was, like, I'm happy that Buffy got to do that. She got out of her system. Um, I was rooting for my man, Angel. <laughs> yeah, I'm but, sorry. But back to Bones. Bones, actually, mm-hmm. which has nothing to do with um, Buffy. Um, so Angela is is the best friend. She works yeah. in the, I think it's like they're doing, they're working at some Smithsonian Institute of Forensics or something. They're solving like FBI crime. Um, okay. And Bones is the like main main bitch she's like frankly let's be real she's autistic and she's really like she knows everything about bones she's great at identifying weird little things that turn out to be clues and murders um her bestie and co-worker angela is like the arty like she does like she paints and she does like artistic recreations of what people might have looked like she has like you know she sets the scene she's you know she's doing that um and she is also bisexual, and that was also early on in, uh, like, confirmed bisexuals that I saw on television um, with Miss Angela really from cool. Bones. Um, and it was so interesting to me because she was just there. Like, it was part of her personality. She ends up dating and, I think, marrying, like, a male co-worker that they have. So she ends up in a, in a compat, as we do. Um, but it was, mm-hmm. like as part of this, like, oh, she'll, she's this sort of arty, hippie, like, she'll, she's, you know, she's down for anything kind of thing, um, and I, I think that is formative to me, like, an alternative bitch who's bisexual, um, we love to see it, like, like, they're not all alternative, actually, the only example I can think of of one that's not is, um, if you've watched, um, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, I almost put him on my list, but Daryl Whitefeather on that show, there, I didn't put him on, on my list because I don't know how much impact he's had on the culture, but mm-hmm. he does have this whole musical number called Getting By. <laughs> that's, maybe I do need to watch it. I haven't seen that, but that oh, sounds yeah. incredible. You know, he goes through this really tragic like split with his wife, and he's really sad about it. I can't remember if mm-hmm. she dies or if they get divorced. I don't know. Anyway, but he falls in love with a man, and his name is oh. White Josh. <laughs> Oh, no, and no, white Joe, <laughs> and yeah, mm. and so um, he comes out as bi in like the middle of the series. It's a whole thing. He's he's like playing the saxophone and has like like an eighties blazer on. You love it, but that's really mm. the extent of his character. Anyway, well, that's fun though. Um, yeah, I like it. I really do. That show's a masterpiece. Please watch it. Um, and I've been in love with Rachel um, Bloom. Is that her name? Since she did mm. the fuck me Ray Bradbury stuff thing on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So okay, I think we're next at your number five. Right, so, yeah. yeah. Okay. So next we're one for me, this through. one's really quick. 
I know. Um, this one's going to be really quick because there's not much to say. He's pretty much the butt of every joke, but it's this iconic queer Roger Smith from American Dad. I haven't watched American Dad. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Even, like, if you're not, like, any fan of, like, a Seth MacFarlane show, I fucking understand. I get it. American mm-hmm. Dad's the best one, though. If you're going to watch one, watch that one. And mostly because of Roger. He's an alien who, oh. it, like, a government mm-hmm. alien that lives in their attic. And mm-hmm. so he disguises himself in all these different, like, personas that range from, like, Lana Del Rey lollipop fucking hooker on the beach to, like, an executive mm-hmm. businessman. Mm-hmm. And then he he canonically has, like, several different families. <laughs> like, oh. men and women. And, like, yeah. he is, frankly, he's a bitch. And he's the worst. Mm. And we adore him. And he's a slut. Yeah. And he's crazy. <laughs> and that's she it. Just- that's all I have to say about him. That's my bestie. She's insane, but we love her. <laughs> and I hate her so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you if you go back and watch, like, early seasons of American Dad, I'm pretty sure there's, like, mm-hmm. a whole episode about how he cheats on his wife with a man a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, cause, like, he's a bad person, but I, like I said, I yeah. think in good representation, we have bad people and bad aliens. Yeah. In addition I would say there's a lot, of, a lot of negative bisexual representation where people are cheating on their partners. Um, being yes, bisexual does true. not mean that you're going to cheat on your partner. Just, uh, yes. I don't think anybody listening to your podcast is holding that particular thought. But in media in right. particular, you see that a lot um, as a sort of Because it does happen. Type. I mean. It does like, happen. It doesn't happen more likely than like any then, fucking yeah. straight man. You know, it's like. That's true. Okay. It's true. My number four um, is Rosa Diaz from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, um, yeah. That was one I had on my list. I took off. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because I, I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, and I yeah. love Rosa. I love just a bitch. <laughs> she is yeah. mean in a way that I adore. Uh, she's like crust on the outside and like soft and gooey on the inside. And then mm-hmm. like just as part of the plot of the show, a few seasons in, she comes out as bisexual and she's like she's not a person who shares a lot of things with her coworkers and her friends yeah. and so it was like a whole thing um but it's so sweet and everyone is so supportive and she like introduces a female partner um yeah. and the like captain of their like little police squad is also gay and so like for yeah. a lot of the show he's he has like a little gay flag in his like mug of pens and after she comes out as bi, he adds a bi flag to his little mm. cup. Oh my god, That's it's really so sweet. sweet. Um, um, she that is... show is pure propaganda, but we do stand out. Oh, out yeah. It's With, um, adorable. Was that like TikTok sound that was like A cab, including uh, everybody you love? A cab, including Paw Patrol, A cab, including Brooklyn Nine-Nine. We pretend we do not see it. That scene with Jake Peralta singing the Backstreet Boys with the lineup oh. of criminals, that shit is just pure fucking television. There, right there. <laughs> are so many good, like, bits in that show. There's, like, a um, a bit, this is not how anything is what we're talking about, there's a bit towards the end where, like, Jake and Amy are on their honeymoon, and they're, like, she says something about, she's, like, this B needs a C in her A or something, and he's, like, a what? And she's like, this babe needs a coconut in her arms or something. It's like, oh my god. It's that's so, so incredible. Funny. They, oh my god. Adam, Adam, um, 
why is his name escaping me? Andy Samberg. Adam. Yeah. <laughs> I love Andy him. Samberg is the is the kind of man that women love. Mm-hmm. Why? Um, he's because he's and Jewish. Has a big nose. Yeah. <laughs> because he's Jewish. Oh <laughs> and this, um, but as Doja Cat says, you can kind of sit on him. <laughs> there, I there was some tweet exchange I saw a little while ago where it was like pictures of like Andy Samberg and I don't even remember. It was like Andy Samberg and like two other Jewish guys, and they're like, "What is mm-hmm. it about like this type of man?" And somebody was like, "They're mm-hmm. literally just Jewish." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh it's so, they do like I He's love a the nice Andy Jewish Sanders. boy. Your mom wants nice you to date a nice boy. Jewish boy. Um, they do like rock a sweater. Like it's very like mm-hmm. comfortable. Like they're gonna take good care of you. That's the energy, mm-hmm. right? They're gonna fatten you up. Um, You're gonna eat so much yeah. carbs mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. Yeah, um, and it's gonna be it's great. You're gonna be. have a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Fun time. I think it's. I was gonna say my next one. I think it's your turn. Um, yes. Okay. So this one right here, I debated putting it on my list because she is in a character in a TV show. Um, but it was kind of a one-off. So like her impact, I was like, well, is it that big? And then I was like, yeah, this totally changed the world. So I want to talk about Kelly from uh, Black Mirror's San Junipero. Um, okay. Holy shit. Do you remember that? Did you watch that? I don't know. I think I probably did. I don't remember what you're talking about, though. Oh, my God. Okay, so I'm going to read you the blurb, and you, you'll remember it, because you've watched okay. Black Mirror, right? Yeah, I so, have, I think I watched all of it. I might have missed a, a season or something, but I think I watched all of it. Okay, so um, spoilers for this episode. As, as you know, Black Mirror is an anthology series. Every episode's a different story, different actors, yada, yada. Um, this is the best one, and it, if you can go on Letterboxd or IMDb, this one is rated the highest. It has, it's one of the rare happy endings that the show gives you, and it's it's very much, like, against that, like, kill your gaze, bury your gaze trope, and so it's a really great show in that regard, but it's just so creative. So, I found this blurb on buy.com, thank you so much. Um, Kelly, no last name, um, is a character, oh, I just lost it, she is a character. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We love that for her. <laughs> oh my god i wrote notes and then now they are gone wait but i only just look it up again on buy.com hold on (laughs) shout out to buy.com uh podcast sponsor buy.com it's literally that i'm like how did you get that url i love it okay oh sorry it's not buy.com it's buy.org more official oh sorry sorry an organization (laughs) it is an organization okay so kelly (laughs) is one of the main characters in the episode San Junipero of Black Mirror. We meet her as a beautiful, outgoing party girl in, like, the 80s, right? She's at a nightclub in San Junipero, and she propositions a young woman named Yorkie, and Yorkie's really shy, so she runs away. Um, The next week, Yorkie returns, and she sees Kelly, but Kelly's flirting with a man. So Kelly and Yorkie kind of get into a little fight, but then they end up hooking up back at Kelly's beach house. Um, as they continue to run into each other, we learn that San Junipero isn't a city, it's a simulated reality. So Kelly is actually not, like, this young, outgoing party girl. She's projecting herself as what she used to be because she's actually an older widow, um, who had a long, happy marriage with her husband that passed away. So Yorkie, her love interest, who is a lesbian, who is canonically, you know, not bi at all, is a woman who's been paralyzed and wishes to be euthanized, but needs mm. the consent of her parents who won't give it, um, mm-hmm. or a spouse, but she's not married. So 
Kelly proposes to Yorkie inside the simulation so that Yorkie can be permanently uploaded into San Junipero, which is like a perfect paradise where Yorkie is happy and like allowed to mm-hmm. be with Kelly and all of this. But the only problem is that Kelly herself doesn't want to be uploaded because her husband chose not to be because their daughter okay. passed away before San Junipero mm-hmm. existed. So um, Yorkie's devastated and mm-hmm. it's, it, that's pretty much the whole thing. And I don't want to g- really give up like the ghost on how, how that ends, but mm-hmm. it's one of the best love stories I've seen in a long time. And Kelly as a character is so delightful because it's somebody who's lived her life and you can kind of relate to her as, as, as a bisexual woman who was in a long-term committed relationship with a man. She's like, she says a line that I think about all the time. She's like, you'll never understand the, like the love, the fucking love of it. Like being committed Mm -hmm. to someone and choosing to be committed to somebody for that long period of time, despite having these other kinds of interests and stuff that you probably mm-hmm. didn't get to explore. And when you suffer all of these, you know, tragic losses and things with these people, it talks about like how love is built on more than just like an attraction to someone. Yeah. So um, I think it's in, in a short amount of time, this episode was so impactful just from this one relationship. And I was like, wow. And I really love when queer relationships take the time to, take a, a bi person and mm-hmm. like a gay person because that I think adds yeah. a really interesting level to it and mm-hmm. um we'll talk about more of these couples but this one is I, I think one one of the better examples and if you haven't watched Black Mirror please just watch this one episode like do it okay yeah that's I am trying to remember if I watched that episode I kind of think maybe I haven't so maybe I need to go watch it <laughs> go go watch it because it's beautifully shot the soundtrack's fantastic and the, the, the concept of, like, the afterlife reality is really cool mm-hmm. um, and because they can, like, go to whatever time period they want. And so mm-hmm. it's, like, sometimes it's the 80s, sometimes it's the 2000s, and Kelly's dressed like a shanti, and I'm, like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm here for it. So I really That's love fun. that. I think, um, personally, one of the things I love most about having ADHD is that if it's been more than three years since I consumed a piece of media, uh, I don't remember that yep. it exists, and I get to enjoy it fresh all over again is i don't know if you're ever there's like always these threads on reddit that are like if you could have if you could replay any video game for the first time uh again which one would you play it's like give me five years i'll play it again for the first time (laughs) and you know even if i'm like watching a movie again i've seen a thousand times legally blonde school of rock twilight whatever Mm -hmm. i feel like even though i know all the words i'm watching it for the first time every time yeah and yeah i love it's like honestly one of the only perks about having ADHD. It's like oh, thrilling. I that get to enjoy and... my favorite media. It's just fresh. Okay. <laughs> yes. Or when you go to the grocery store and you buy yourself snacks and you forget that you bought yourself yeah, snacks. Yeah, yeah. And they're in your pantry and you're like, mm, that's the best. <laughs> I was looking out for me. Yeah, those Oreos were yeah. just from me to me. Um, <laughs> from me to me. <laughs> okay. My number three on my list is Abby Abrams from Broad City. I really thought about just putting, oh, like, Abby slash Alana on here because it's both of them. Um, okay. Iconic queer Jewish women. Um, we uh, stand, yeah. we stand Broad City. Um, I generally really do not, like, hee-hee, I'm funny girl kind of comedy shows. Yeah. Um, they're generally so cringe to me. Broad City yeah. is iconic, and it's so well-written, and it's so funny. Yeah. It is so, like, representative of the culture. I don't know. Um, and uh, I I love them. I love Abby and Alana. I think Alana is a little gayer than Abby, just 
on vibes. Yeah. Um, but they, like, they're besties. They're, like, Emma and I level besties. They used to live together. Like, people think that they're so, dating all the time. Like, who's who? Um, I think because you're more chaotic, you're Alana and I'm Abby. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I think about, like, there's a whole, I don't remember what season it's in. There's a bit where, like, Alana has a job where she's, like, she's at this kind of, like, consulting company thing, and she just walks in and sits down and, like, says some dumb shit with, like, some crazy idea. She's like, what if we did uh this insane thing that's, like, I could I could imagine you saying that. Like, if you walked into work and you're like, what if we covered all of the walls in a Robert Pattinson wallpaper? I think it would be really inspiring <laughs> for the youths. Um, it's, like, that kind yeah, of thing. It's, funny. like, she is more insane than you i will say um yeah but like oh my cat my cat just came in hi buddy hi buddy um wow abby is the like the sort of more like i don't know about that kind of friend and i think that's very me that's um oh my god there's so many times you and i go out and i'll do something and you're like what the fuck are you doing yeah Oh my god, you stressed me out at the convention. You were like, we'll just hop in this line over here. And then the convention people were like, get back in the fucking line. You came from. Dude, what are they gonna do? What are they gonna do? Kick us out of the fucking David Tennant meet and greet line, Emma. And did we? Um, And did we? No, we didn't. Okay. Um, Okay, but my question for you is why did you pick Alana? uh, I picked Abby. Abby instead of Alana. Yeah. I picked Abby because I was making this list off of people that were most impactful on me. And as yeah, an yeah. Abby, um, I felt like she was the choice. And I feel like she is a more realistic representation of, like, queerness and bisexuality that Alana's character is, like, they're both played for laughs in general, like, at the comedy show. But I think Alana's character yeah. in general is, like, more of the, like, comedic relief. But, like, Abby is a yeah. little bit more of a straight man. A straight man, you know, quote, unquote, as a bisexual mm, woman, right. not a straight man, but you know what I mean. Um and Alana is the, like, crazy chaotic one. So I think, like, sometimes Alana's queerness is played for laughs more than Abby's. Than Abby's. Um, and, yeah, there's, there's also, a really like, that episode. Are you going to talk about the pegging thing? Because that's what I was about to talk about. Yes. Um, yep, yep. Yeah. There's the episode where, like, Abby has, like, a big crush on her neighbor, who is a man. And she goes over there, and he wants her to peg him. And it's the first time that she's ever done that. And it's this whole, like bit it's very funny um but I honestly think that might be the only time I've ever seen a show like talk about like a woman pegging a man yeah and that's so queer and I love it so much um and not only is it queer but the idea of a woman pegging a man is so bisexual mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay that's what that is and it's we we love it for Miss Abby um she is I really just think, like, yeah, she is a really, like, realistic, honest, like, she's gay sometimes, you know? Like, she's just yeah. living her life. Um, she is a, a queer Jewish woman living in New York, living her dreams. Um, and we love that for her. So and We love that for her. Broad right, City, again, another show. If you have not watched Broad City, drop everything you're doing immediately and add it to the watch list Emma and I are building for you here uh, Broad City. And please know it was so written good. by millennials in the Obama mm. era. <laughs> yeah, there is, there's a really cringe episode where they're like, they meet Hillary Clinton. <laughs> and like, I think Alana uh, joins the, I think Alana joins the 
Hillary Clinton campaign staff that was like filmed in the era before that election and that is really embarrassing to watch like skip that episode yes but but in her defense i think in a similar episode she wants to have sex with a woman purely because she shops at tj maxx yeah yeah <laughs> and she's like a maxinista and i'm like wow, me. <laughs> oh my god please please okay number two for me because we're gonna try and wrap this up for you soon but I, i'm just having so much fun talking about this but this yeah. character i think is important to talk about because we are currently experiencing a bit of his renaissance at the moment and that is oberon martell played by pedro pascal oh my god the way i i was looking at lists of bisexuals and i saw mm-hmm. him on the list i was like this is gonna be at the top of emma's list <laughs> i knew yeah. it i literally almost texted you and i was like can't wait to hear you talk about oberon so, Emma, <laughs> Emma has been obsessed with this man since the first second he was on screen. Oh my god! Oh, yes, yes. Oh, and buddy, I will tell you, I like kicked my cat. During... I'm so sorry, buddy. No, he's okay. I didn't see where my feet are. Oh my god. Okay, proceed. It's okay. Um. Yeah. So I like the Pedro Pascal Renaissance. I do think mm-hmm. y'all are kind of crazy tone it back a little bit. That's coming from me, who's a horny bitch. <laughs> um. Okay, I would never say some of these things to these men's faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At first, I, unless they begged. Um, oh, anyway. yeah, they're gonna pay for it at least. <laughs> wow, no, Pedro Pascal has always been like a top top five hottie for me easily, um, and because specifically in Game of Thrones, he was he was giving like like twink daddy a little bit because he's oh, so skinny yeah. in that I, mm-hmm. I didn't realize it till recently but he's also kind of a little dirty he's a little dirty mm. and like yeah ugh, he's like he's shit. like slimy in a hot way he's slimy and like a ooh, that man will give me an std yeah. but it might be worth it and i've 100 dated guys like that and so that's mm. probably my fucking problem but i was like okay meow mm-hmm. um so traumatized by that show for that <laughs> thank you so much um, but all I have to say about Oberyn is, um, you know, he is canonically bisexual in the books, mm-hmm. in the TV show. It's mm-hmm. just a cultural thing where he's from that it's not really a big deal to, A, have mm-hmm. many lovers, to have, like, bastards, or to have, you know, same-sex intercourse. It is not a problem. And this is a quote I grabbed, and this is all I'll say on it, and we'll move on. But it says, um, uh, okay, if people choose one, then everyone is missing half of the world's pleasure. The gods made women, and it delights me. The gods made men, and it delights me. When it comes to war, I fight for Dorne. When it comes to love, I don't choose sides. Oh, an icon. Daddy. That's and, so and when good. he goes to the, like, I know, when he goes to the brothel, he does pick, mm. like, the, the twink boy, because he's like, look, look, my main bitch is the hottest bitch in town. Like, don't get mm-hmm, fucking twisted. Mm-hmm. Me and Elia, we're smashing every fucking night. We have, like, eight yeah. kids. Yeah. Um, but this little twink right now, he can join. <laughs> so. Yeah, he's in it. And I will say, yeah. I will give you, um, you are often early to trends. You were obsessed oh, with yeah. Pedro Pascal before anyone else I know. Um, Thank you. I want to give you business. out loud public props for that. You, Thank you. Uh, were obsessed with Oberyn Martell t- to the point where I knew he would make this list for you. Um, oh my god! And he's the so best you, one. I love- you were mm-hmm. so early to the Pedro Pascal movement. Um, this is so props to you on that. Bear. So. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, so my number two is Miss Marceline from Adventure Time. Um, oh, I knew so it. keep in mind we're getting we're getting up the list on characters who are a core piece of me as a person a core piece of my personality uh, Marceline and Princess Bubblegum which first off 
Emma and I match those dynamics perfectly, which is why strangers think that we're gay with each other. Um, Probably. Is that, like, I'm the, the like, always wearing black, like, dark-coated gay, and Emma is the bubblegum pink gay. Um, bubblegum and Marceline are both bisexual. Um, I didn't put bubblegum on the list because I thought that you might yeah. put bubblegum on your I, list. I... I thought you would just put both of them. So I really I debated it, but I thought it would be funny if yeah. you ended up with bubblegum and I ended up in Marcy. Yeah. It'd be very on brand. Um, but they are both. They end up canon in a relationship. They kiss before Adventure Time, uh, show ends, mm-hmm. and they they further explore it. I'm adjusting my earplugs. They further explore the relationship. There's um like a series of like yeah like one-off adventure time episodes that have come out Mm -hmm. and there's one that specifically dives into marceline and bubblegum's relationship and because it wasn't something that aired on cartoon network it was something that aired on hbo they're much more explicit about it which is really fun um but like so much of adventure time you know like those are not really the main characters the main characters are jake and finn and there's this build-up where you think that finn is like the you know, the hero is going to end up with Princess Bubblegum. That's like, you know, the hero and the princess. It's very like Link and Zelda. Um, I've been playing a lot of Zelda. It's on the brain. Uh, Cut me some slack. But it's very like, you think that that's the relationship the show is building to. Like Finn has a big crush on her. Um, And she's not interested. She's running a kingdom. She does not have time for it. Um, And then she ends up with Marceline, who is this like alternative immortal vampire bitch um she you know she's got daddy issues she's living in the underworld like she is not who the the princess of the candy kingdom should be going for um I that was just it's so Marceline is a piece of who I am in that like she is so I'm trying to find the right words to really describe I like it's a little bit silly to be like, I care about Adventure Time a lot as a show. It is yeah. one of the first, it's like the first of its era of those like cartoons for adults, but they're not like, there's not like Simpsons or Family Guy or something like Pendleton Ward kind of created a genre when he created Adventure Time. He's oh, the, it was, the it was life changing. Yeah. Um, but Marceline is, she is one of those characters who's like again she's harsh on the outside she's soft on the inside she like sings all of her emotions and she is not afraid to love miss princess bubblegum um they're they were one of those relationships that were like everybody thought they were queer baiting the whole show that it was a like oh like they're never gonna let the girls kiss as a cartoon network show and in the last episode the creators of that show fought to get a kiss between them on air in the last episode. I mean, so does Marceline ever have like a boyfriend or like a boy love interest? She so she kind of starts the apocalypse as um a child. So like you see kind of glimpses right. of her life. There are times where like she she sort of like ran with a group of boys. She was like one of the boys kind of thing. Um mm-hmm. That's and the it's giving a little bit lesbian, but I I'm I don't remember exactly if they say that she's been in a relationship with a boy, but I really think that she has. Um, she's a vampire. All vampires are bisexual. I am. I believe that firmly. Uh, yeah. Unless you're written by really, Meyer, in which case. It, <laughs> mm, it's been a year or two since I, re- since I did my Adventure Time rewatch, but because I, I watched it during COVID in 2020, because it's a lot. There's a lot of show there. Um, 
Yeah. I think that she is canon bisexual. I don't think I imagine that. At the very least, Princess Bubblegum is canon bisexual, and we love that for her, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we love that. Yeah, I think it was Anne Rice who said that when you become a vampire, you are automatically, <laughs> like, you're also gay. Enjoy it. And I yeah. almost put, like, Louis and Lestat on here, but that is a whole <laughs> other thing. What we don't need is me talking about vampires. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, moving on, I have a similar one. I'm also going to be talking about a couple here because it's also kind of vague who's what, but th- th- I talked about this at dinner with the queers the other day. Okay. We, mm-hmm. It came up for debate, but um, I want to talk about Korra and Asami from Avatar, um, The Legend of Korra. So, um, Korra and Asami, Korra is probably the one that's going to be considered bisexual more Mm -hmm. than Asami. Mm -hmm. There's way more argument to say Asami is just compet out the ass and doesn't Mm -hmm. know it, okay? Yeah. Um, But Korra has shown romantic interest to more than one male character, and Mm -hmm. I was like, I was a hardcore, like, Korra Mako shipper and Bolin shipper. I was like, I get this. I get Mm -hmm. get both. And let Mm -hmm. me tell you what, two things I love a dumb himbo mm, and a mm-hmm. sexy man and that's yeah. what her love interests were and i was like how am i gonna a mysterious hunk oh my god yeah. like i couldn't pick so for this fucking curveball to come into the show because mm-hmm. i thought whoever she ends up with i'll be fine with because it's gonna be one of them no bitch no okay we're gonna they're gonna put in this like honeypot like super spy character that immediately yeah. they're like, oh we actually really love her we're gonna change the whole fucking script and so Cora yeah. at the end and she and Asami kind of go off into this like spirit portal into like what is implied to be like a like a lover's vacation kind of mm-hmm. and Cora has suffered like extreme PTSD from like all the shit she's had to do because I mean like if you have watched the Avatar series mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do yourself a fucking favor Cora's kind of a mess because they got fucked around by by corporate shit Mm -hmm. but the the (laughs) characters yeah because they were only going to be one season capitalism (laughs) and it was a lot but anyway so essentially what that means is that Cora had to go through a lot of fucking different shit and it was really traumatizing on her Mm -hmm. and the only person who was able to help her was Asami and it's really nice that you have this this like rough and tough buff buff girl Mm -hmm. and this Mm -hmm. like high femme chick and they're really into each other and at the end yeah Asami is very like femme fatale which is like Yes, and it, we oh, love. She's so hot. We do yeah, love. and then Cora's also hot, and that she's just like could beat the shit out of you. Yeah, the... yeah. Cora oh is God, a little bit anyway. like she's. I don't know. I want to say that she has himbo vibes. I know that like yeah. she's a woman, yeah. but like she has himbo yeah. vibes. Uh, I love. I love like a strong, like muscular woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with some Michelle Obama arms, bitch. You better work. And then yeah. I love me like a super femme. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and they're like yeah. beautiful together. And I remember because because Avatar, when the original series came out, we were in elementary school, and so the mm-hmm. tone of that show was more targeted towards younger people. But as we got older, the creators started to target that spinoff to like teenagers more than mm-hmm. anything else. And I remember watching the finale of that show and crying because it ends with Korra and Asami like just holding hands and their foreheads resting against each other very mm-hmm. intimately they don't kiss but it's heavily implied mm-hmm. and it's like they they tried so hard i think there's actually an animation of them kissing that they had to pull out yeah and i just think that that had such a huge impact on me mm-hmm. as like a 16 year old i was like yeah Ugh! so yeah. um had to bring that one into to discussion here did That's so did you have someone from from avatar no, I had a different. I, that was your number two, wasn't it? So there's still a chance. But. Yeah, that that I have one more. 
Okay. I was thinking for some reason that was your number one. I had a character yeah. who I was excited to talk about that I had to take off my list. And if it's not your number one, I'm going to riot. <laughs> okay. Okay. But my, okay. my number one, um, you will not find this to be a surprise. My number one is the one, the only Mr. Mona Flowers. Um, yeah. Let's be honest. Again, a little bit questionably bisexual. She, the yeah. whole shtick, Ramona's got seven evil exes, and one of them is a woman. Um, yeah. And there's, like, a, a iconic line that is both incredible and incredibly cringe, where um, Ramona goes, I was a little bi-curious. And her ex goes, oh, well, I'm a little bi-furious. Bi-furious! Um, yeah. And I just had to include her. She is... Yeah. canon bisexual whether she was bi-curious or just actually yeah. bisexual some of those boys are questionably questionably twinkie um <laughs> yeah has yeah, is fair. also an incredible line um just uh, so much of my personality is based off of scout folk <laughs> i know um, and i'm honest to god megan i'm surprised you and i never did a couple's costume ramona roxy richards yeah i really am to this day and I think yeah. it's because we both knew that would be and make us the worst. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, it's a, the worst version of me. I, I texted Emma recently. I rewatched Scout Pilgrim like once every so often. Um, sure. And I texted Emma recently and I was like, I think I accidentally, ha- I got Ramona Flowers hair. That purple, pink, magenta color on top and darker on the bottom. Mm-hmm. I don't have the stupid, I don't have the stupid haircut with the tassels. Um, I'm not yeah. that much of a, I'm not that much of an alt bitch. I got a function in society. Um, girl, please. And I have love, you ever been? Has anybody ever I, said that you kind of remind them of? Oh, yeah, yeah. Every every alternative girl in her whole life. Um, if you find some fucking incel ass little comic book boy, um, and you have pink hair, they will be like, "Oh, you really remind me of Ramona Flowers." Um, or controversially, yeah. if you're just a little mean to him, also <laughs> <say that. laughs> yeah. Well, you would have more experience with being mean to men than I. <laughs> Surprisingly, and and there was a there was a time when I was mean and had pink hair, and that yeah. shit was every day for a mm-hmm. while. And I worked now, at a Spencer's. You, you worked at Spencer's. Yeah. I, I was like, say, oh, Christ. I was like, I owe my relationship, my future marriage to Scott Pilgrim. Um, John, my fiance, and I uh, became friends because I had a sticker on my laptop in college that was like. So like Scott Pilgrim, age twenty two, rating awesome. I had that on my it was one of my college laptop stickers, and John was like, "Oh, you look like Scott Pilgrim." Um, and now we're getting married. So <laughs> that's so, ridiculous. No biggie. Ramona Flowers, mm-hmm. while mostly heterosexual relationships, um, let's be like she has one female ex that is it's just an iconic scene. Everything about Roxy yeah. is like iconic. Um. I would argue, I think something about Matthew Patel gives me bisexual. <laughs> um, That's a trans he, man. That's a trans man. Yeah, the, like, the, like, pirate vibes with the uh-huh. eyeliner. He's giving yeah. Pete Wentz. He's giving bisexual. Yep. He's giving MySpace. Yep. Um, and yeah. the fact that Ramona ever dated him, it's giving proof that she's into women. <laughs> I, just, I can't explain it. <laughs> I mean, um, I can't. Yeah. That's fair. But um, Ramona Flowers and iconic bisexual and also love of my life. So, I will say Roxy Richards in the in the comic books 
explodes into bunny rabbits and then immediately mm. explodes into an orgasm and i'm like you know what true yeah <laughs> um, on both accounts girl me too maybe bitch. it's like <laughs> maybe it's like a little rabbit pun you know yeah yes like <laughs> i sold them number one sales that's, girl. that's true <laughs> i was like i really gotta explain that joke you'd react the way I <laughs> well anyway yeah. i thought i thought that i would end us off on one of the most impactful bisexuals in our culture mm-hmm. and that is um harley quinn and or poison ivy because we're gonna talk about both of them bitches but i would like to mm-hmm. say that harley is probably the bisexual involved in this because poison ivy i don't think despite her power of like venom in her lips when she kisses men i she's a misandrist that bitch mm-hmm. hates men mm-hmm. never love one yeah but she loves that's... harley quinn baby yeah mm. so that's i mean it, i don't know if i have yeah. to explain harley quinn to you people mm-hmm. um but i'm going to and, and, like, this is an interesting character I've had a love-hate relationship with since her invention. Because I remember watching the Batman, you know, TV show that she was invented for. And I was like, I like this. This is cool. Interesting. And it was a really cool, like, um, I guess, dissection of, of uh, an abusive relationship that mm-hmm. a child could understand. And it was new. Yeah. I didn't know it. So mm-hmm. that was interesting. And then when I was in college and Suicide Squad came out, and I, once again, working at a Spencer's, Mm. during that halloween season bitch let me tell you what we got a new pack of daddy's little monster shirts in every day and we sold out every single day every mm-hmm. single day and Those then JMU they also bitches were, like, were eating it up <laughs> they were eating it up and they were like hey will you put this on mm. and i said yes i will thank you i will wear some yeah. shorts as a um costume thank yeah. you so much um and that was a little fun but i was like oh my god i feel so basic but honestly harley's such a fun character so mm-hmm. Um, and I really love I, I love what Margot Robbie has done with her in um yes, the, like remakes yes. the the new Suicide Squad not the Jared Leto one the like remake Suicide Squad right. that they made Harley Quinn is so great in that movie it's like well, I was not expecting to go into that um and enjoy it so much that movie and Harley Quinn is like the highlight of it she she she's uh, she's delightful she's good in the first Suicide Squad movie even though that movie's terrible she's an absolute joy to watch and like Mm -hmm. she's the only saving grace of that entire thing Mm -hmm. and then I think before the pandemic like quarantined us all the last thing I did was see Birds of Prey in theaters yeah yeah and that was such an experience wow Mm -hmm. I really loved it I um, did not see that one in theaters. I saw it on a plane, like, a year or so oh. ago. And it was, like, Dude, it changed my life. Oh, my God. I took myself on a little date, and I went and saw mm-hmm. it. And I got carded. Can you believe? <laughs> um, I was you're like, just so, You're just so young theater? and beautiful. You're so young oh, and beautiful and youthful. Oh, my God. Your skin is, like, I look glowing. 17. 17. <laughs> I do not have 17-year-old titties, but thank you. <laughs> Well, I don't um, think the guy at the movie theater could read that. <laughs> so, anyway, um, I really liked it. There's, like, a scene when, like, they're fighting, and she's on roller skates, and then she hands Black Canary a little hair tie, and I was like, a woman wrote mm-hmm. this. Yeah. <laughs> a woman wrote this. Margot Robbie, um, but, I think. Margot, well, I thought she produced it. I think she was it. involved in I don't know for sure. Anyway, I'm, I do yeah. love Margot's commitment to the character because she's fleshed her out so much. And you mm-hmm. can see that influence in every bit of media that Harley Quinn's been a part of since. So yeah. um, the DC like TV show, Harley Quinn, 
also mm-hmm. really good. And in that yeah. show, she is in a relationship with Poison Ivy. So that is canon. So mm-hmm. not only is, is Harley Quinn was invented to be the Joker's girlfriend, like this yeah. little side piece. Yeah. Girlfriend is a generous term. And her character, like she's evolved from an obsessive, like mm-hmm. uh, involvement with this man to a loving relationship with a woman. And it's like, she is so iconic in culture. She is mm-hmm. just so influential to everything. And I feel like this would be an impossible thing to talk about without mentioning her, you know? Yeah, I I looked at her on the, like, list of poten- potential bisexuals mentioned, yeah. and I felt like she was going to make your list. Um, and it is. It's so impressive to see. And to be honest, like, I don't know enough about DC Comics to be able to, like, trace yeah. where and how it happened. But the, like, growing up, I feel like Harley Quinn's role uh like in the in the DC universe and in society was that she was like just the Joker's like slutty little plaything. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she was like just there to be slutty and like hee hee, I'm Harley Quinn, you know? And yeah. I don't know where the turn happened or like really how much, you know, Margot Robbie and the these kind of new iterations of her have I don't know what changed that um kind of narrative. But she is so much more of a complex character now. And the fact that, like, everybody knows that she's gay is incredible. To have come, like, in society, to have gone from, like, most straight bitch that's ever lived to, like, gayest bitch that's ever lived is, like, that's a journey to take in the minds of society. And it's iconic. Um, I can't wait to see how gay the Barbie movie is. (laughs) Oh, please. It's going to be just, oh, queer out the ass. They were mm. playing Dua Lipa soundtrack song at the, at the gay club <laughs> the other night, and I was like, it's going to be a fantastic summer. Mm. I'm so fucking ready. But I think it's important before we wrap this up to talk a little bit about, like, Harley is still very much represented as a bisexual and not mm-hmm, someone mm-hmm. who discovered she was lesbian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, because she's in an abusive relationship and I think a lot of people might interpret that to be like, oh, but she liked women the whole time. She was just like obsessed with this one guy who brainwashed yeah, no, her. No, right. No. She has yeah. other relationships with men. She fucked like a nightwing. And um, <laughs> let me tell you what, bitch. Good for <laughs> you. That's one yeah. booty that's popping. Okay. Oh, she like tied him to the bed and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So this woman be fucking. Um, and she'd be fucking anybody she wants to fuck and I love her so much. Hey. And that's all I have I was to like- say about that. Before we do our final wrap-up here, um, I mentioned this to Emma. I had somebody on my list that I had to take off because I was under the impression it was a duplicate. It was not on Emma's list. So honorable oh, yeah. mention, honorable yes, mention to our King Bob Belcher. <laughs> to King Bob Belcher. Yeah. King Bob okay, Belcher. so Binta checked over our, our list, and I think that, like, we overlapped on three. Okay. I changed two, and... Uh, so yeah anyway Bob I think we have to discuss because I I knew that we were both gonna put him down yeah I think that's Um, like he's so iconic of a bisexual character in modern media that like he has to be mentioned um yeah uh like a man that you really expect to be like he's I'm gonna say straight man again not in that he's a heterosexual man but like the character archetype straight man um you know like he's got a dad right he's got he's a daddy um he's running like a burger shop like he's this like kind of worn out middle-aged man and like a few seasons into the show oh my god this man is having a bisexual crisis over the man selling him a turkey on thanksgiving and if that is not so representative of the bisexual experience you see one person and you're like oh actually my whole life is different now (laughs) 
And I think that, like, what's also really cool is that the show doesn't even just do it as a throwaway gag. Like, it just is mm-hmm, part of mm-hmm. his character now. But it's yeah. not defining to his character. Yeah. But, like, they posted it, it a, doesn't... a thing for uh, yeah. Pride, and he had a little, little bi flag on. And I was like, see, that's what we want. When, when media is really good at representing people who are marginalized, then it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be a big fucking deal. Okay, yeah. you can have crazy cheating bisexuals if you have normal ones too, bitch. Yeah, okay. I really specifically appreciate that Bob Belcher is canon bisexual and that he's yep. married. He's married to his wonderful wife. He's got a happy family, quote unquote. Um, but that like his bisexuality does not affect his marriage or his relationship in any way. And like that's what it's like to be bisexual. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. do I think women are hot as fuck? Yes, absolutely. Is it going yeah. to affect my marriage to my male fiance? Absolutely not. Um, no. Yeah. Like, y- you find somebody that you're happy with and you love them. And Mr. Bob Belcher is an exquisite example of that. And he's so comfortable with it and his family is so comfortable with it. Um, there's like no, it's like so refreshing to have a piece of media where somebody is queer and there's no negative reactions to it. It's not like, yeah. it's not played for laughs or it's not played for drama in that way like it just is a part of that character um well i think that like like, he like it is played for laughs a little bit but like not in a mean way right and that's an important distinction to me yeah yeah like he's not the butt of the joke it's like we're we're laughing with him not at him um yeah we're like it's so cute that he's in love with the turkey guy (laughs) yeah that's like some of the people on my list like like captain jack is like sometimes yeah. like his queerness is for laughing at him and that's like yeah not my absolute favorite thing about it but like yeah again like with bob like you're never laughing at him you're laughing with him yeah. and like so is everybody yeah. else in his life um true everything like bob's burgers is such a great show in a variety of different ways but like that specific representation is like they didn't have to do that you know like they just yeah wanted to and they added it in and to. it's it's so wholesome it makes me so happy so that was like exactly. before we a little bonus for us to just talk yeah, about how much no, we love Bob so, <laughs> you're so right thank you for bringing that up because I took him off my list because I thought that you had him on there mm-hmm. so um and I think you did the same so it's mm-hmm. impossible to make this episode without discussing him and I'm so yeah. happy we did and this was a yeah. really great way to kind of kick off pride for us and um i know that before we go i just want to say if you are bisexual remember that there is a b in lgbtqia plus bitch okay Mm -hmm. you are just as welcome in those spaces as anybody else okay and don't let any straight person or any gay person tell you what you are that's only absolutely there's no pressure okay we love you um and uh happy pride yeah happy pride um i hope you enjoyed uh, as of right now, two hours worth of Emma and I talking about bisexual TV characters. I hope Emma I'm has fun. Again, uh, Emma has I fun. didn't get that. Could you try? I'm serious. <laughs> I actually <laughs> Siri on my watch. Um, on that note, we are going to bed. We love you guys. Happy Pride. Thank you for listening. Um, I will be back on the pod, uh, hopefully sooner oh, rather than later, to talk about Tumblr Sexy Men. Tumblr Sexy Men. Um. We have established that Emma has dibs on David Tennant, and I have dibs on the one slur. So stay tuned. Okay. Talk <laughs> <Preview>. to you soon. <laughs> Bye. It has been so lovely having you in for our little tete-a-tete. 
If you have any further tittle-tattles or salacious salutations, you may contact us on the World Wide Web at tensontenspodcast.com or you may follow the ladies on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at tensontenspodcast. That's 10S-O-N-10S-podcast or via email at tensontenspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, ta-ta and toodle-doo!